know, I was thinking over different memories in my life, and I was thinking back to my childhood. Specifically, the first three years of my life were pretty awesome. You might be thinking, how do you remember these clips? I remember the first three years of my life. I was the only child for the first three years of my life. And I remember that, you know, if my mom would ask me questions like, Cliff, what cereal would you like for breakfast? And I could make a suggestion, and I would often get the cereal that I wanted for breakfast. If I wanted to watch a particular cartoon, I could watch that cartoon. I, all the toys in the house were my toys. They belonged to me. It was a great time the first three years of my life. But four days after my third birthday, my mom came home from the hospital with my sister Kelly. And I remember very vividly um, being in my grandmother's house because she watched me while the, you know, the delivery and things like that. And I remember they brought the baby home. My mom was sitting in this chair in the middle of my grandmother's living room. And all the family was gathered around. They're eating and gnawing over this new baby that my mom was holding. And here I was, no longer grandmother's child. I was in the back. No one wanted to play with me. They had a new better version of
world watches anytime you go through an election cycle because there's a change happening in how you believe Sharon to be received. Some people aren't receiving the change very well, and, and they're upset, and they're protesting. Other people are celebrating, right? Change can be scary. You think back to even the first century. Jesus comes on the scene, and Jesus starts preaching things like, you have heard it said, but I say to you, you have Jesus saying, I bring in a new way and different things along those lines, and many people didn't become disciples in the first century because Jesus preached something new. Even when Jesus was going to the cross and even after the cross, people still didn't get it. They were still hoping for the status quo in different ways. They were hoping for, you know, this original thought of Israel being God's kingdom and so on. And they're asking Jesus, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel at this time, right? They didn't, they couldn't handle, they couldn't comprehend the change that was taking place. But here's what I want to propose to you this morning. Although we can't prevent all changes in life and, and change even by itself, can be good. I mean, we understand that change is good. New skills, new ideas, those are great. But there is a sense of apprehension when it comes to change as well. So what I want to propose to you this morning is, although we're going through a lot of changes even in our own country right now, God stays the same. And I think we can hang our hat on that because sometimes our life can seem like it's just complete turmoil. Everything's upside down. The world's upside down. Everything's changing so fast we can't even keep up. God stays the same. God is a consistent that we can have in our life. He's something that provides stability. Your job not necessary, might not always provide stability. You know, we always like to claim that whatever job we're in, well, that's a stable job, or, or the neighborhood we're in is a good neighborhood. Well, things change, right? But God always stays the same. Let me give you some examples. In, as a human, a lot of times we'll say one thing and do another, right? Or a lot of times we'll, we'll promise something and then we won't keep that promise. And I, I know I keep bringing up, you know, elections and things, but that's on everybody's mind right now. You know, you think about campaign promises, right? The whole big question after any time a new president is elected is, are they going to do what they said they're going to do? And do they ever do what they say that they're going to do? No, they usually don't, right? I mean, we understand that our words often change. We'll say one thing and then we'll say something else. People lie and people are inconsistent. And even in, in a religious sense, you'll have churches, maybe um, different groups of people that at one time stood firm on truth and this is what the Bible says and then, then they change. And we're like, well, what's going on here? I thought one, this was truth and now you're saying it's not truth. God's word, though does not change. Our words often change. God's word doesn't. In Isaiah chapter 40, in verse 8, it says, The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God endures forever. So although we can be flippant with our speech, and although we can be inconsistent with what we say, God isn't. God's word is something that's stable. It's something that's secure. It's something that's true. It doesn't change. Now, it's living and it's active. It's applicable in a changing world, but God's word itself does not change. It always stays the same. You think about it. God's word is always inspired. You know, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17 says that all scripture is breathed out by God. It's always the very breath of God. 200 years from now, this will still be the breath of God. We're looking at it 2,000 years removed from its original authorship. It is still 
the inspired word of God. God's word stays the same. God's word is always able to save people. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, the Apostle Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation. You think about different methods and, and, and plans and ideas out there in the world, and how even in a religious sense, people will come up with new paths to salvation. They'll say, well, it used to be we thought this, but this is actually how you're saved. God's word is always able to bring men to salvation. God's word is always applicable and enduring for all generations, for all time. You know, mankind might come up with new revelations, and the Apostle Paul predicted it almost there in Galatians chapter 1 and verse 8. But God's word, it stays the same. People might come up with new ideas. They'll say, well, God told me this. No, he didn't. This is what God said right there. God's word does not change. God is consistent. What else? Think about promises. We live in a world where a lot of people make promises, and then they don't keep those promises, right? You see it, again, in government. Promise one thing. Do another. We often break our promises. Think about marriages. How many marriages in our world end in divorce? That's a promise being broken. What about debts that are not repaid? That's a promise being broken. Jobs that are not completed. Maybe you, you told your employer you were hired to do a certain task, and then you didn't complete that task. That's an inconsistency. That's a lie. That's a promise that you are breaking. We as humans, we have a tendency to not keep our promises. But again, God stays the same. When God says he's going to do something, he does it. Titus chapter 1, verse 2 says, In hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. Notice in the letter here to Titus, it's emphasized too that God gives us this hope. God promises it. And just in case you're wondering whether or not God keeps his promises, God cannot lie. It is completely opposite of his character, it is an impossibility for him to do. He does not lie. We do. We break promises. God does not. Think about some biblical examples of God keeping his promise. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18 shows us that, you know, it's against his nature to lie. Thus he keeps his promise. Numbers 23 and verse 19, it says, God is not human that he should lie. Not a human being that he should charge or change, sorry, his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? He's asking these rhetorical questions, right? Is God going to say one thing and do another? No, he's not. Is God going to promise you one thing and then break that promise? Does God not speak and then act and do what he says he's going to do? God stays the same. God is consistent. You want stability in life? You want consistency in life? Trust God. Trust in him because he's not going to lie. I'll tell you whether or not your candidate won or not, you're going to be let down by humans. You're going to be let down by every president. You're going to be let down by every politician. You're going to be let down by every person in this life except for God. Because God is the only one who cannot lie. Joshua 23 and verse 14 says, Now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. God kept his promises to Israel during the time of Joshua. Romans 4 verse 21, the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Romans says, And being fully persuaded that what he has promised, he was able to also perform. He doesn't talk a big game and then say, well, I didn't have the way to, I could do it. I didn't have the agreement of Congress. Something didn't happen. No. 
God promises, he does it, right? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11 says, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had what promised. God keeps his promises. So don't be, and I'm not saying that we should be cynical. I'm not saying we should go through life going, well, not everybody lies. No one tells the truth. Don't trust anyone. No, don't be like that. Don't be bitter in that kind of mentality. But don't always act so shocked when sinners act like sinners. But trust in God because God keeps his promises. Don't doubt him. If he says he's going to do something, he will. He'll keep his promise whether it's something we like or something we don't like. If God says that's a sin and I'll judge you for it, God means that's a sin and I will judge you for it. If God says, I love you and I sent my son to die on the cross for you, he means that. And that applies in all situations then. God keeps his promises, whether positive or negative. God's word does not change. He does not lie. He keeps his promise. And then also number three, you think about desires. Our desires often change, but God's don't. Think about in your life what hobbies you had and what passions you had and what passions you don't have anymore. I mean, we all go through different stages in our life of different things we're just really into. For like three days, about five years ago, I got into parkour. Yeah, you know what that is? Okay, it's like the urban ninja thing where they run and jump and flips over things and climb over walls in strange ways. James Bond came out. They had it in there. I was watching YouTube videos of these guys jumping over fire hydrants with one hand and stuff. I thought, I can do that. I, I realized I couldn't do that. I'm not that agile. But I tried for like three days. I took Owen out with me because he's my assistant whenever I have these great ideas. All right, Owen, we're going to do some extreme freestyle running. So he went down to La Jolla and tried to jump over fences and stuff in a creative way and just look like this and make people see it. But, I mean, that was my hobby at that time. I'm not doing that anymore, okay? There was a time maybe I was into, um, when I was a child, I really enjoyed baseball. I collected baseball cards. I watched baseball. I can tell you all the stats. About 1991, I stopped doing that. Why? I don't know anything about sports or anything. That was my passion at that time. Not into it now, right? Our hobbies, our lives, they change, and that's fine. We can change our different passions. Our dreams change. My mom used to ask me every year when I was a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, you know, she wrote it down. And we'd go back and look over. I think when I was two, I said I wanted to be an athlete when I grew up. Okay? My dreams have changed. I no longer want to be an athlete. You know, I think when I was three, I said athlete. So obviously, even in the one-year period, my goals have morphed a little bit. But our dreams change, right? Our desires change. All these, even in, in a human sense, the requirements of different tasks change, but God's desires are always the same. Think about Jesus so human. Verse 8, it says, Jesus Christ, when he came yesterday, was today, and is forever. about it. All the basic requirements that God has laid out are still the same. God always desires faith. Hebrews 11, 6 says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. But he that comes to God must believe that he is. So the key to remaining in him is faith. Faith, belief, trust in God, that requirement is the same. It's a requirement that God has, and it's the same requirement 
Jacob. Jesus said in Luke chapter 13, verse 3 and verse 5, I tell you, anyone who makes a friend will all likewise perish. God has always desired and requires that we be people who repent. And even if you look from Adam and Eve onward, God has always desired obedience to his word. Second chapter 1 and 6 says, and this is love that we walk in him and obey his commandments. This is the commandment, yes, that you have heard from the beginning, that you should walk in it. You know, mankind has different requirements and different minds and different, you know, hey, whether you want to be a repentant or you can have joy, but God says, no, you want to be obedient? God says, you want to make me proud? Do this. Obey these commandments and you will be pleased. God's desire is to save you. You know, I bet you've probably been in a job before, maybe in a class where the teacher's preaching. Maybe at one time they said, well, here, this is what you have to do in this grade. And then they maybe add another requirement. And the teacher says, well, hold up. I thought what I signed on for. God laid it all out there. Remember the gift and let it work for you. What do you require? So this morning, the lesson for me is for God's sake, be inconsistent. Even when the world around us is constantly changing and you feel like your life is in constant upheaval, make your name in God. Make your tune in God. Now, I know that change is hard. It's hard to go through different times of change in your life. Sometimes we embrace it and we're excited about it. Other times we're fearful of it. And it's difficult when things are not what you want. But ultimately, we can position and we can trust that there's safety with God. So what's the good news for us today? Well, all last week, all everybody was talking about is what's going to happen today, right? Whether you were pro-Trump, pro-Hillary, pro-Gary Johnson, Jill Stein, or anybody else, right? Everybody was always upset about what's going to happen in our country. Things are changing, the world is changing, and in the political pundits and the media, they're talking all about different things. What's causing these changes? What's going on? And everybody's scared, right? Anytime there's a change, people are scared. People are